What's up? What's up? Welcome back to another podcast of the Her Life on Purpose, the podcast. I am your host, Ebony Hinton. Listen, welcome back. Welcome back. I am feeling okay today. I'm not going to lie to you. I am okay, but God is still good. Um, And we're going to have a good show today and we're going to talk to each other and we're going to get through this day. Um, So I have a good topic for you. I am very much all into different types of art creatively, whether it, whether it be music, um, just physical art, all different types of art. I love creative um, expression. So I wanted to talk about it today. I was listening to a song uh, by Meek Mill and I have been into some Meek Mill stuff, you know, but if you know me, you know that I mostly listen to more inspirational type music, whether it be gospel, whether it be some inspiration in um, R&B, whatever, Um, as long as I can get like a source of inspiration from the music, I don't mind. So um, back in my younger days, that never leaned um, more towards rap. It didn't really, you know, that end of the spectrum I didn't lean towards I listened to some rap especially Lil Wayne but now that I've gotten older I kind of broadened my horizon should we say and I've been listening to um some Meek Mill and I want to share this verse with you that really just um spoke to me spoke to my heart Uh, So we're going to talk about that. But first, what I want to get into is my first segment. So this is the part of the podcast where I tell you what's got me feeling real good this past week, feeling great and If you follow me like on social media or my podcast, you know that I was homeschooling my kids for the past two and a half years. And I decided to homeschool them even before um, the pandemic and then the pandemic just so conveniently happened. So it wasn't that big of a struggle. And I started homeschooling my kids. Now, what some people may not understand is homeschooling Um, you know, really hands-on homeschooling is different than homeschooling when you're following school guidelines or um, your district or whatever is, it's a lot more tedious and um, stressful because you're following the teachings of someone else and trying to implement the same school structure at home. So it's a lot different. And I talk about this in another podcast, but Um, I really enjoyed homeschooling my kids, but my oldest was entering um, in middle school and he wanted to try it out. He wanted to see, you know, if if that was the way to go for him. Uh, So we're going to try it out and we may go back to homeschooling. Um, We may not. It may be the best thing for him. But I started homeschooling to really just hone in on how my children learn who they were and um, 
see if, you know, they, you know, if it was some areas that they needed to improve in and, you know, just things like that. That was my reasoning. Everybody homeschools for a different reason. But what's got me feeling great about it is I realized that in that time, my children gained so much independence in the way that they learn. Like my oldest son, especially he comes home and he is like on a time schedule for himself. And he's naturally like that. Like in the mornings, he has his own routine. He wakes up early. He's one of those children, (laughs) those special children who wakes up early. I don't really Back back when I was a little younger, I listened. I didn't know a whole lot of kids who wanted to just voluntarily wake up early, but my my oldest is like that. So anyway, he has his own routine, but he I'm really proud of him because he comes home, he, you know, he eats his snack, takes a little break, and then he gets right to uh working on whatever he has to work on. And I don't have to ask him. And so seeing their independence. Um, really just, it's just like, oh my gosh, like to see your, your, um, your touch as a parent on your children is just the most magnificent thing. And my youngest son, he made student of the month and, you know, in the first month of school, he was the, the first person chosen for student of the month. So I'm just really proud of them. And it's kind of like, oh my gosh, I haven't failed them. They they are they are thriving so far. And I just pray God's hand continuously uh to be on them and um and just praying for a good, safe school year. So if you are a person that prays with intention and with your whole heart, pray for my children and all children who are going back to school this school year. So that's that's what's got me, you know, feeling great as a parent. I'm feeling good. So, um, yeah, but we, we're going to talk about also, um, what's, what's kind of rubbing me the wrong way, you know, what's, So that's what's got me feeling great, but what's rubbing me the wrong way? And what is truly rubbing me the wrong way is these grocery prices. Like, I don't don't understand. I really don't understand. I go to the grocery store and I'm spending at least $100, maybe even more than that, than what I would usually spend on on groceries because the in, the inflation of it all is just astronomical to me. It's ridiculous, and I don't approve. But we have to live through this time. So I'm just praying, like God gets us through this time. And anybody who is struggling to pay for groceries and just all of these inflated prices i'm praying that you know god makes a way for us all but (laughs) it's just crazy like um my kids were eating my kids love toasters uh strudels and i used to pay you know maybe a dollar and chain maybe a dollar and fifty for those and at some stores they're three dollars you can catch them on sale they're 350 or whatever that's how much the inflation of it all. Even if you buy those mixed Lay's uh, chips, they were, I want to say they were like $6.99 where I was, where I was located. And um, 
now they're upwards to 10 to 13 dollars for those mixed bags of chips which i don't know what's going on with lays but you can't even get most of what they used to offer in the box they have like the little code that says um you know all of the numbers of the chips may be different so you're gonna get like one or two of the sour cream chips and then you know the chips everybody don't eat which is the um what are those chips the uh cheese curls or whatever i mean people eat them but they really like in my house that's not the first thing to go it's the little cheese curls i'm like the last one to go so it seems like the ones you don't really eat like that they put more of in there and it's like just make it even you know like just make it even or people can just buy individual bags i get it uh sometimes it's just more convenient when you tossing stuff in lunch bags or snacks or whatever but anyway so that's what's rub rubbing me the wrong way is the inflation of groceries like i just don't get it okay i don't like it i get it but i don't like it so um yeah so we're gonna get into the episode the the topic at hand you don't want to miss what is going on uh with this meek meal that i, I want to tell you the verse like if you don't want to miss this verse come back we're gonna take a little you know a little breather you know what i'm saying and we're gonna do what it do with this verse and i want to i want you to tell me if you've heard uh this verse and how it resonates with you okay so i was one day i was in my car and i was listening to one of uh, Meek Mill songs that I listen to often, and now that I'm talking about it, I can't think of it on off the top of my head. Uh, oh, it's flows. That's what it is. Um, I just I really love that uh, song, and I love the freestyle. The I think it's Lemon Pepper freestyle. Mm, I love I love both of those songs. So you know how sometimes you listen to your songs, and then another song gets recommended. And um, I was listening to uh, the We Slide song by Meek Mill featuring Young Thug. And I was like, okay, I like it, you know, I, you know, I like it. But it was one in particular uh, verse that really just stuck out to me. And I kept replaying the song. And the verse was, I'm going to tell you the verse. The verse was, sometimes I show love to keep them from killing me. Um, and I'm going to explain why I love that verse so much. Okay. So when you create something as an artist, whether you're a music artist or whether you physically create art in the, you know, in the physical form, like paintings or sculptures or, um, you know, whatever you create as an artist, when you create art is really about interpretation the artist may create a baseline and give you a backstory to why they create a certain piece but it's kind of 
up to you once you look at that art art invokes so many different emotions it's a process your mind goes through different um, avenues of how a certain piece makes you feel and that's just like with music music makes you feel a certain way it could take i mean your mind literally travels back to a moment once you hear a sound or a verse and it makes you resonate which is why you continue continue to listen to certain um, music and sometimes when music has absolutely or you feel it has absolutely nothing to do with your life um it it, it evokes something in you that you either um kind of want to touch but you don't or you've been through or something that excites you it makes you feel good that's what music and art does so i said that to say it may not have been the intention of the verse um, but i think there's a baseline in it that kind of connects how i felt to what it actually means but it may not be the the main intention of that verse or the main meaning of that verse but it's how it made me feel it is how it, it made my mind travel uh based off what i was you know how i resonated what i was going through or how i felt and i listened to it over and over and over again and at one point that simple verse just took me down the rabbit uh, a rabbit hole of emotions and so it says sometimes i'm going to say it again sometimes i show love to keep them from killing me and I, I think that is Young, Thur Young Thug's uh, verse in that song. But what it made me think of is, you know how you're always, so you have um, a lot of people in your life and you have friends and you have uh, family and you have people that are around you and sometimes your 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 kindness gets taken for weakness um but the main purpose of what i'm trying to say is the verse reminded me of being a people pleaser and like i stated before that very well may not have been the direction of the the verse but that verse just took me there it made me think of a people pleaser and i have been a people pleaser um or i was a people pleaser for a long time and it's something that i you know battle with not letting rise up in me where i have to really create um boundaries because the more i give to people the more the more it takes out of me and sometimes you just like okay, well, let me do this. Let me do that. So I won't have any issues because for a recovering people pleaser that puts up boundaries, it startles and it shocks people that may be around you into wondering why do these uh, boundaries seem so prevalent? Why do they seem so heavy on me to the recipient of, you know, you putting up boundaries and um so i learned that in this process that 
people will interpret my boundaries that I put up as being mean, as being selfish, um, as not being myself and things like that. And when it's just a layer of protection, there's, there's boundaries and walls and protection that are used to um, cover up, but there's boundaries and walls that are used to protect. And you have to realize in your own self, what is the difference and what is more um, harmful. And so when I heard the, the verse, I realized that, you know, as a, a people pleaser, sometimes you will do things just to make people happy, just to make sure that there's not an extra burden on you of people blaming you like why don't you want to do this or you're this you're this way because you aren't helping me because you aren't giving your full self to me and that doesn't make me feel good i don't appreciate you not giving to me or giving your all to me to where you're left empty now people don't say these words but their actions show um, this, this requirement of you, people don't necessarily use these words in sentences. And sometimes people do, but in most cases they don't. And then you're left depleted. And that part of the verse is what will kill you. Because if you're a people pleaser and an over overthinker and an over analyzer of all of this stuff, um, it could kill you, kill you in the fact of your mental health, kill you in the fact that you can enter into a depression because you're giving so much and you feel like you're is not being um, reciprocated. So um, you you give this love, you give you give this action, this action of showing up and being there to kind of shield the repercussions of you not showing up, and that's why. That's why this verse took me there. And I was just like, wow. And sometimes I feel like sometimes God will do that. God will just show up in places that you won't even think that he would show up in, like in a rap song. Like giving you this epiphany and realization of something in a verse that is so simple that is probably overlooked by a lot of people but that's that thing about art it's all about interpretation and so um when i when i when i heard this verse it made me want to do some more work it, it made me want to go in a place where um i thought about how i give myself and what i require of other people and that thought process didn't come out of nowhere, but it helped me to navigate through that because I was already doing that. I was already in the space where I wanted to withdraw because I felt like I wasn't tethering to anything. I, I didn't have a good footing. And so when I thought of the verse, it made me think of why I needed to tether to something. And for me, that just, just so happens to be God. And even though you, if you, you are a Christian or a believer or a spiritual person and you know that, um, 
God is out there and he's with you is when you when you go through this thing called life, it's kind of hard to actually want to tether to to God sometimes because you're living down on earth. And that's the thing about faith. Um, you know, faith is 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 having belief and hope in things you cannot see. But sometimes you want to have somebody who is physically there for you, physically around you, you know, physically on earth. Um physically on earth that that you can just kind of lean on, that you know is there for you. And that's the thing about God. He he provides that for you. And sometimes he needs you to, to tether to him in order to provide those things or to give you realization before you can um, have all of these, these friends and loved ones and things like that. So what's, what was important to me about... Um, being able to show up for for people, being able to show love so that they wouldn't kill me, they wouldn't kill or exhaust me, was being able to create boundaries. I needed to create these boundaries and do self-work on how to give people enough to, to make them feel like they are loved. Because at the same time, I want to feel like I'm loved. So I get it. I get I get people wanting you to show up for them, but you have to learn to show up for people. You have to learn to show up for everyone around you because when you don't, it kills the mental stability of people at heart. It kills their their thought process. It kills their moral compass sometimes why does it kill their moral compass sometimes? Because people will start to get angry if if they don't feel some type of love around them. And people will start to act out at the same time because they don't feel some kind of love. People need love. People need to be understood. They need to be um, heard and all that stuff. So listen when um <laughs> when when i started to do the self work on just me being able to give to more people it opened up some some sore areas and wounds that i had never you know just opened up before and it started to make me a little depressed and upset and, and angry and sad because I started to feel like, and I started to analyze it all and why I felt like I was giving more. I started to feel like enough people, they weren't giving me, they weren't giving me either more or the same of what I was giving them. And it was killing me on the inside. And I was covering up, covering it up. It's kind of like having an illness that you don't know about until, you know, you uncover it and you're like, you know, I had this illness the whole time and um, but I was still exerting my energy to all the other things that I had to do. And now I'm tired. Now I know the sickness and now it's terminal. And now, you know, um, 
I'm trying to rush to see what I can do about it. And it's like, no, I don't want to live my life like that. I don't want to live my life in the position of not knowing how to fix the root of things. And um, so you may be saying, okay, well, what, well, girl, what you going to do? Like, <laughs> how you going to fix it? And it started with the boundary. It started with, um, you know, reading. Reading helps you to understand um, your thoughts. That's why they always say reading is um, fundamental. Reading books is educational because you hear different perspectives about different things and it helps form your own opinion about how you feel or or how your situation is. So that was my first step, getting into more books, including my word, including um, praying. Now, am I perfect at any of this stuff? Absolutely not. Um, the addiction of social media and having a phone will prioritize sometimes over what I know I need to do. And I'm not feeding myself anything good in order to fix this problem um, that we're speaking of. So, but my plan, the plan I put in place and the plan I try to execute is reading um, different books to gain a better perspective on how to maneuver through my life, how to learn more about what other people who may have been through the situation or to gain more um, direction and clarity as, you know, authors who are, who are also creative artists, what can I interpret from those words? How can I, how can I apply that to this feeling that I'm feeling? And then also, you know, moving my body and um, working out and releasing energy because Anger is an energy, um, laughter, joy, all of that stuff is kind of an energy that you hold inside. And sometimes you need to release all of them. You need to release laughter. You need to release love. And those are things that are released into the, the universe. And sometimes you need to release anger away from you. And um, moving helps to do that. And then lastly, one of the hardest things is to have conversation, real conversations with people about all the love that you show them and none that they, or little that they may show you. And you have to have conversations about how your cup is being empty, but is not being filled and mentally is killing you on the inside. And that kind of goes hand in hand with being a people pleaser because you want to make people happy. And for me, making people happy kind of, you know, I've always been this like this way of not wanting to be in trouble, wanting everything to be um harmony in my space and things like that. And if, uh, if other people are happy, then my space will be at peace. But sometimes you lose the happiness of yourself 
trying to make other people happy. That's that, you know, empty cup, filling of the cup type of thing. You want other people in your space to be happy. You want other people in your space to be filled because if 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 their their emotion and their attitude is flipped upside down, then it kind of throws off your balance and your energy in your own space. So learning how to um, not let certain things disrupt you is is kind of what therapy is for, and that's one of my things. But I think the heart one of the hardest parts of this recovery process for me is talking to other people, not because I'm not good at expressing my feelings is because um, of how people, people will perceive what I have to say. I don't like my words being twisted. Um, I don't like people, um, you know, being angry towards whatever I have to say or whatever the case may be. But one of the, the one things that I have learned that I still try to absorb in my spirit is the only person that you can control is yourself. You cannot control other people, how they respond, what they do, how they act. You cannot control it. I met this person one day and they, they told me this and I, I try my hardest to remember that, to really just absorb that piece of information because it is so true, it's so vital, and it helps you to really navigate this world um, with so much understanding and a level of peace when you when you comprehend that, that you cannot change other people. The only person that you can control is yourself. So that's why I said the hardest part is, is going of this, this recovery of this plan, of these steps, is going to the person and saying to this person, this is how I feel. Can you and I come up with a plan to fix that? And hoping that it lands on good on good soil, on good ground to where um, as adults or whomever you're having a conversation with, hoping that it lands in a place where it makes sense that it doesn't create um, anger. And if it does on how to handle that to where you don't have two people blowing up at each other to where you're diffusing the situation and in, in your diffusing that you're not folding or feeling like you're folding and feeling like you're defeated and emptying of your cup again, you know, that, that is the struggle. That is the thing where you want to be heard, where you want to feel prevalent, where you want to feel important. And when you're around a lot of people who may be type A personality, sometimes people who are not type A will get lost in that, will get lost in the personalities of, of type A people that you have around you. So learning healthy ways to stand up for yourself or to be heard and not feel like so many people are grabbing at your energy and grabbing um, things from you to where it kills you on the inside. Um, 
that is the struggle. That is the thing that you have to learn. That that is the tools that you gather from different things, from life experiences, from life experiences, from books, from um, therapy, from praying to God. You need all of those things. That's that's my opinion of it. You need all of those things, um, especially if you have a personality um, similar to mine or have a struggle similar to mine, where um, you are trying to to recover from <laughs> from this type of thing. So, like I said, I'm I'm still in recovery, you know. Um, and when I say recovery, that simply means that here's my thing. When I say recovery, I have this thing where I can really tell people how I feel, where to go. And that's the end of that story. Not talking to you because I have to protect my peace. I have to protect my energy. But the problem with that is um, sometimes you can push people that you love away and you don't mean to do that. You're just trying to protect your energy. And when you push them away, you can burn those relationships because you're trying to express yourself. That's the problem. So it's like, now you have to learn tools that you apply when you're speaking to people. You have to learn how to speak to people um, and not burn the relationship. And I have, I'm just being honest, I have the ability to do that. My ability is to, in order to protect myself sometimes, I will burn a relationship to protect myself. When I don't want to burn the relationship, I just want to be heard and understood and realize that you, I don't want you effing with my energy. (laughs) I don't want you messing it up. And if you do, it sends me in an off balance. It makes me feel depressed and whatever, whatever. I don't need that from you. So learning healthy ways on how to speak to people and still be heard where um, it's not detrimental to the people that I do love, it's a process. So listen, 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 listen. We got a little deep on this podcast and I want to hear your thoughts. I want to hear how you feel if you're doing the work like I am. Just being honest, I'm doing the work. And I also want you to share this podcast with someone it may resonate with, or if you loved it and you feel like, yo, like, I feel like this, this little message needs to be heard. I feel like there are people out there who need to do the work. And, um, listen, I love you guys for listening for coming on this journey with me, Her Life on Purpose. When I speak of Her Life on Purpose, that name, I really mean it. My life is my purpose. Sharing it with people in different ways, being creative in this way emotionally is my purpose. Everything that I do, nothing in my life is by coincidence. I live by that phrase. I feel like everything is connected. Everything has a a purpose and a plan. And my life is my purpose. Giving what I learn and what I experience to other people is my 
purpose. And in the words of the song, We Slide by Meek Mill, featuring Young, Thir uh, young Thug. <laughs> Sometimes I show love to keep them from killing me. Um, and I'm thinking about it. That may not be the exact way it's worded, but I think it is. <laughs> but if it's not, y'all know what I mean. But follow me on social media. Herlifeonpurpose.com is my blog. Um, Her Life on Purpose on Instagram. H Life on Purpose on Twitter. I'm on TikTok. Her Life on Purpose on Facebook. Her Life on Purpose everywhere because it's my purpose and i want to just show love everywhere i love you thank you guys for listening bye